show with you for another 30 minutes or so. Hope you're having a really good morning. We are rocking and rolling with a lot of stuff going on here in the studio. We want to welcome back Kevin Disler from Pitt and Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. Yeah, good I, don't, I don't know that we've seen you since uh, you became a grandfather. Yeah, I'm officially now an old dude. I've got a little granddaughter, Caroline Marie. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. About two months old right now, so it's all good. It's Congrats. Really good. Yeah, it's good. Soon she'll be borrowing the car, too. <laughs> yeah. And the checkbook. And, and the checkbook. Cards. Also here, in for Randy Rocky, is Brian Likens, who's over at Swan Financial. They do a great job when it comes to mortgages and getting you done and closed. 773-4834 is his number. Thanks for being here, Brian. Hey, Bob. Son Greg, who's big on Instagram. In fact, it is growing. I mean, a lot of the millennials don't want to be on Facebook because we are on Facebook, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, Facebook is Facebook's going through a lot right now. If you've seen CNN just ran a report with the whole Mark Zuckerberg series, and there's a lot of yeah. stuff going on with privacy yeah. data. And I think Instagram may, as much as I've been on Instagram, I was going real hard for a couple months. Yeah, I'm slowing down a little bit. It's slowing down. But we're still out there. So at Greg Sokoler, at We Sell Louisville, we're everywhere. That's the yeah. game plan. And Instagram being owned by, by Facebook, Facebook, of course. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that, that is an interesting point, isn't Monopoly it? Monopoly yeah, no longer right. yeah. Yeah. And you can reach me anytime uh, to get your home listed. We are desperately looking for homes. The absorption rate continues to befuddle a lot of people. If you have a house that's $350,000 or less, you will find it selling rather quickly if the marketing is correct. And we can show you. You can go to Louisville3D.com. It'll show you some of the things we do in terms of photography, but there's a lot more that's involved. If you have a home, I would say 500000 or above, you'll find that the market slowed down. The absorption rate is in a uh, maybe a 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10-month supply, depending upon location. And that can be a problem if you want to move on and move forward. And that's where marketing comes into play. So if you want, we've got a 150-step marketing plan to help you sell your home faster and for more money. It's free of charge. There's no obligation. All you need to do is send an email to me with the words um, market or selling my house or marketing plan. The email address is bob at com, or you can give me a call at 376-5483. Let's go to the phone, shall we, folks? Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Sandra. Yeah. Uh, I had a nightmare about buying my current house. I really do believe the seller forged receipts, and they claimed to made repairs when they never did. My agent did say that we could go to small claims court, mediation, or arbitration. Quite frankly, I really don't want the house anymore, and I'm scared that there may be other problems. How do I get out of this? Kevin, this is uh, some serious accusations, and we no one can take anything like this lightly when you hear something like this on the radio. Well, that's, that's true. I mean, she, she has uh, some belief that the receipts may have been forged. But my question would be, you have to have more than just speculation. She has to have some concrete evidence because it would come down to it if she tries to get out of the contract and get a good faith deposit back. Ultimately, the, the seller could hold on to the money and go to mediation, which is kind of like a... Uh, uh, a court proceeding light where you sit before a mediator or ultimately an arbitrator. And unless you have some concrete proof that that is, you know, you're making an allegation of fraud on the part of the seller, you really need some type of proof to back that up because the standard is, is somewhat higher. And she, it sounded like from recall that she has some concerns. Yeah, but she wants to get out of the house. Yeah. Which I would say, would you know, you have to 
go substantiate. So they haven't closed yet, and yeah. no, she, she's already closed. She with did, what I heard, and oh, she's yeah. She no, wants I, said, I hadn't heard that. So okay. I thought that she was saying she was trying to back yeah. out. Well, yeah. Okay. So my question is, would you go? You know, you need to. You can. You can substantiate that. Go do a walkthrough and try to see one if the repairs were done. If they look like they're done in a professional, satisfactory manner, that's one way. Well, what typically attack. comes up is most of the people, most of the contracts will have plumbing or electrical has to be done by a licensed contractor. So sometimes you have people that will actually forge that. They get their father-in-law to do it. But again, you require a licensed contractor. So sometimes you pick that up, you check out the license number, you find out it's bogus. Well, for sure, you got a clear cut. You get out of it. Yeah, now you get your money back. Yeah. Plus somebody's in a little bit of trouble. But let me, throw, let me give you an example and see if this works in your head here. Because... What it, with our group that we recommend, Home Team Inspection Service, who does our show with us, you can bring them back out again and have them review the requested repairs that were to be made. And if they say they're not made to the proper standard, if it was me and I'm an agent, I'm going to say, let's hold the closing until they are made. Absolutely. Right? And there's no recourse at this point from the seller because the repairs have not been made or receipts have not been provided as per the contract. Correct. And even if, in, and we're a little bit unsure whether it occurred before the closing or, or after, after. Yeah. but if you find out afterwards, then you do, you know, we talk about things don't survive closing. Well, well, fraud does. If you find out afterwards that the plumbing was supposed to be done by a licensed professional and it's not, then you can go back against the seller for any cost to repair that the way I, it should be. So the first step I would tell you to do here, Sandra, is one, to contact your agent, which apparently you already have. The second thing is to contact your home inspector and ask them to come back out and most home inspectors are understanding and they will do that either for free or for a small charge. And then let them report back to you in writing as to what the problem that they see is and either confirm what your suspicions are or at least send you in a different direction. And Bob said a key word there if anybody picked up in writing. So we always talk about this all the time. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of conversations that can happen over the phone. This, that, and the third. He said, she said, I thought you said this was done. I thought you said that was done. And I know Kevin can harp on this, but in writing, right? I mean, well, and good professional realtors involved in the process because they're supposed to be confirmed to instance, they're supposed to have an electrical repair. You're going to make sure before you submit it to the buyer that it was properly done by the proper person. But you have a lot of situations, perhaps, that people don't take care of their business mm -hmm. and they just accept what they get and and i do this does come up quite often and we've seen it before where you basically go on the internet come up with a logo and guess what father-in-law's a plumber mm. wow and that that can yeah. lead to but but again but that is fraudulent i mean that is yeah correct all right hopefully sandra we've helped you by the way folks if you want to see the future of photography for louisville go to louisville3d.com that's louisville3d.com Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Mary. Yeah. I have a question about mortgaging. When I move to another state, what kind of mortgage papers and exactly what kind of paperwork do I need to bring with me to get a mortgage on a new home where I'm going to move to? Got it. That's a good question for everybody, both here and anywhere they're moving to. Brian, what type of paperwork are you asking for and other mortgages? Yeah, this is, and this is a great question because there's a lot of uh, things happening in the background. When a client moves to another state, uh, there's a lot of things that, that you don't know is happening that we have to prove. For example, are you gonna uh, are you currently just transferring with your job, or did you pick up a new job? We're gonna have have, to have proof of the new job and what type of income you're gonna earn. Sometimes even pay stubs are required for the new job, or depending upon a few things, we can go off a job offer letter. But 
um, you definitely, if you're going to be moving into a new state and purchase a new property, you definitely want to make sure you, you get the pre-approval process out of the way because you might have a little homework that you need to do. Yeah, we're actually recommending to all of our buyers to get pre-approved first. First of all, it helps you. You'll know what the price point that you're going to be shopping for. But secondly, it keeps you from getting let down down the road. You know for a fact that you're able to afford this house. Your credit is, is credit worthy and you can go forward and buy. Otherwise, you're wasting your time, and that's going to let you down down the road. Right? Okay, back to the phones. Good morning. Bob Sekoder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840, WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Kim. Yeah. I'm calling to ask what the interest rates are right now. I'm thinking about refinancing. Um, getting ready to go through a small divorce, uh, not anything big. I uh, just kind of wonder what I should do. Should I put the house in my name? Should I refinance? Um, what, what are the options I have? Oh, well, she sounds rather together a, on this thing. That's a small divorce. Yeah, yeah, small divorce. Big, that's a good I don't think any such thing actually exists. In a small, but, uh, well, a small divorce. If you're amenable that each party is okay, maybe that's a small divorce. It's not a big deal. That's right? the way it usually starts out. Oh, well, kind of we got a, it. Snowballs at that point. Well, well first, first thing is is to talk to divorce counsel. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that either she's talked to or is engaged beforehand to kind of work with that a little bit. Usually in situations, you'll have one spouse, uh, two spouses, one house, one spouse goes, the other spouse tries to refi so they can get the other spouse off the deed and off the note. And just as far as the financing, the problem is usually two spouses qualify for the existing mortgage, but when they go to refinance with just one, is that a common problem? Yeah, that, that's true. Though the the new borrower is going to have to make sure they afford the payment on their own. So, and yeah. if they can't, then there's a uneasy dance where your former spouse is owning a house in their name, but your name's on the note mortgage still. And then the other part of that question was, what are interest rates uh, right now? Oh. And I know you can't answer specifics. Yeah, you know, the, the two things that determine your interest rate is one, obviously, your credit score, and two is how much equity you have in the property or how much you're putting down. But rates right now on FHA loans are currently in the ballpark of about four and a quarter, and a conventional loan is anywhere from about 4.5 to 4.6. All right, um, and let me just follow up on something that you said. I think that's really important, and maybe a lot of buyers don't realize this. And, and I'm not just talking about Swan Financial, I'm talking about mortgage lenders in general. The better your credit rating, the lower your interest rate. Explain that a little bit, how that works. Correct. I mean, there's things called adjusters. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have what's called risk-based adjusters. So uh, depending upon your credit score, um, if you're a 660, for example, versus a 750, you're going to have a few adjustments in there that could, that could make your rate higher, of course. The great thing about an FHA, though, loan, is you could have a 660 credit score or an 800 credit score, and you're going to get the same rate. Wow. Didn't know, a lot I of people didn't know, didn't know that. that. They're going, yeah. whoa, I didn't yeah. know that. So, so, yeah. Good. All right. If by the chance, by the way, if you are looking to buy or sell our home, go to louisvilleagent.com. That's louisvilleagent.com. Fill out the form as much as you can, and it will come to us, and we'll help you get things rolling for you. Back to the phones. Good morning. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Joan. Yeah. How important is it to have the dates for your air conditioning, your heater, your water uh, heater, um, and roof when listing a house? It helps the buyer who comes and the agent for the buyer know what type of repairs might be needed down the road based on the age. So if you know them or you can get in get the information about them, I think it's really important that you're able to put those on the disclosure. If a parent has uh, has passed away 
and you are now charged with the responsibility of getting the home sold, even though what you say in the disclosure, you won't be held accountable. And, and Kevin, help me. I always put seller has not lived in home for the past X amount of years if they grew up in the home, which it does that help to indemnify the seller, the, the child or whatever from when they sell the house from being held responsible for accurate, more accurate information? Well, I was talking about the, the standard is knowing or reasonably should have known in a situation with your parents, mm -hmm. your parent passes away and you don't have access to that information. Yeah. You're just putting all the buyers on notice of the fact that you're, you're not in a position to know. Now, if it's your house, uh, you're almost, it, it's implied that you kind of have, you have access to that information. So you have to be very accurate make sure that you don't have a misstatement, especially like roof dates and things like that because they have life expectancies. So when I saw this question come in, I thought about this. How can we help our listeners to better field questions if they're going to sell, but also know how long those appliances are going to last? So I found this story. So for example, gas ranges have the longest life expectancy of most kitchen appliance coming in at about 15 years. And they go less and more depending upon how often you use them and how how much you clean them. Electric, electric ranges are far behind with an expected lifespan of only 13 years. Refrigerators, and everybody loves their refrigerator, that you can expect them to last about 13 years. Compact models typically last about nine years, so the smaller ones last less. Freezers, a lot of people have freezers in their home. The lifespan, typical freezer, 20 years. The average, though, about 11 years, and to maximize your freezer efficiency, invest in a model with an automatic defrosting cycle or manually defrost it on a regular basis. How about dishwashers? We all have got dishwashers, right? Mm. So how long do those last? I say those got to be the shortest. It's got to be. About nine years on average is what yeah, they last, yeah. And the newer ones, the Energy Star certified models, use uh, substantially less water, 4.25 gallons per cycle or less compared with the older models, that may use more than 10 gallons. Everybody's got a microwave oven, maybe, mm -hmm. right? They are a miracle of modern invention, aren't they, when you pop something years. in there? But they don't last <laughs> all that long. <laughs> 40 years. Yeah. A microwave can be expected to last anywhere between 5 and 10 years. Trash compactors, garbage disposals, you can look about 12 years for those. Washing machines, 10 years on average lifespan. Dryers, 13 years. Furnaces, another big question, and again, this yeah. comes up mm -hmm. all the time. 15 to 20 years on average for a furnace. And then water heaters, we're looking at about, well, the longest lifespan, 20 plus years, but they usually average about 11 years at most. And then finally, air conditioners, conditioners will last between 10, 15 years. Central air conditioners typically last about 15 years. The big anomaly there is the roof. You know, they're the roofs, because I get this all the time. I go into a cellar and the seller says, oh, I've got a 40 year shingle on that roof. And I go, okay, they may, warranty the material for 40 years, but not so good on the labor to replace it. And a lot of times those 40 years, maybe they're 25 if you're heated and cooled correctly up in the uh, the attic. So. Well, Mr. The, the seasoned Mr. Sikoler. Yes, sir. Would you all suggest in a situation, you know, mom and dad passed away, would you suggest getting a home warranty mm -hmm. if I have no That's, knowledge whatsoever? I was about, just thinking that. No, that it's a good idea. And I it helps a, to sell the house as well. One of my good friends who uh, I helped purchase a home, got a home warranty. He's lived in the house for over two years. He let it lapse and he's sitting there uh -oh. thinking, I think he last night literally had the conversation. He said, I think I need to get, you know, yeah. redo the home warranty. He said, my, my furnace is a little older, water heater. And, you know, well past 
some of those benchmarks that you just mentioned. And I said, listen, you know, they can pay for themselves. You never know. But if you keep that up yeah. and you have that upkeep and you have a good home warranty, a reputable home warranty company, yeah. they will help you out. Yeah, in a lot it's of those peace situations. of mind too. And not because they're a sponsor on the show, but Home Warranty of America does a great job and they've been very reliable. So just keep that in the yeah. back. Well, I, just, I just, used mine. I mean, it was almost 15,000. Well, just one Whoa. last. Yeah, I had uh, two ACs replaced and two wow. furnaces. There you go. Oh, here's a testimony. Yep. He's yep. Walked Walked the billboard. Yep. Jackpot. Well, one other for quick before we go yep. off that point yep. was just from a standpoint, if something does go wrong afterwards, instead of the buyer being upset with you, the representative of the estate, mm -hmm. they're upset with the warranty company. So you deflect all that and you push it off. So again, the peace of mind. It's your, it's your estate. You can wrap it up and you don't have to worry about people coming back afterwards. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Good point. You know, these days, a lot of us are looking at Amazon. If you shop on Amazon and we look at the reviews, am I correct, gentlemen? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, the same thing goes if you're looking for an agent. You really need to find out what are the reviews on that agent. Zillow, though, I'm not a big fan of their Zestimate. I am a big fan because of their reviews because they really keep people from forging reviews on their site. And that's a good point. I, I know we're getting ready to go to break, but there's a new commercial out for a company I will not name, but they are talking about how <laughs> they will find you the qualified agent and, and compare stats and find you the right one. However, you got to be careful because places like those, they are only advertising the agents that pay to be, to be a part right. of yep. that. Yep. So we like Zillow and yep. Google, the places that will give you organic, real information, not the ones that agents who aren't maybe yep. so good paying to say, oh, well, we're, you got to be careful. But that. Uh, I'm Great not so point. big on Google because I don't know how what their policies are to filter out people who are trying to game the system. I can tell you uh, Zillow will not allow anybody to write a review unless they actually did work with an agent and sell a home. Good and bad. You'll find good and bad out there. If you want, you can check out our reviews. There's a long way to go to tell you. Go to LouisvilleZillow.com, LouisvilleZillow.com. When we come back, 11 ways to winterize your home on the budget. That's coming up. In the studio, Brian Likens, who's over at Swan Financial, in for Randy Rocky at 773-4834. Also, Kevin Disser, my buddy at Pitt & Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. Another buddy of mine, my son Greg, yeah. who's on Instagram over at... Uh, we sell louisville.com at we sell louisville.com and you can reach me anytime 376-5483 back in a moment on news radio 840 whas need a home loan or refinancing you need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information, other restrictions may apply. Pitt and Frank has long served your real estate closing needs throughout the Louisville and Southern Indiana area, including our newest location in Oldham County across from the Southeast Christian Church in Crestwood. But did you know that Pitt and Frank can assist you with your estate planning and long-term care needs? Don't leave your loved ones the burden of being unprepared. There are solutions available to protect assets and income as well as plan for your long-term care. Call us today at Pitt and Frank, 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. 
Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Whether investing in the best entrepreneurs on Shark Tank or hiring the best real estate agents at the Corcoran Group, doing my homework on them ahead of time was critical. So which agent do I recommend in your area? In Louisville, I would call Bob Sokoler. Bob outsells every agent in Louisville year after year and attracts thousands of buyers every month. That's why he can guarantee to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agree to, or Bob will buy it. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get top dollar for your home. Radio 840 WHAS. Ah, yes, Bob Sekoler, Medley Team. If you, I love Barbara Corcoran. She's a mentor and a great lady. And certainly, uh, if you want us to come out and talk about the guaranteed sell program, it's great. We set a price, we sell it. Uh, you can cancel at any time, no extra fees with our guaranteed sell program. And you can reach me on that. Or just for me to come out and sell your home because we, we are in need of homes to sell. We are selling them very fast. A couple of them that were difficult, we've got them sold. You can reach me anytime, 376-548. In the studio, Kevin Dissler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. Brian Likens over at Swan Financial, in for Randy Rocky, 773-4834. And Son Craig, who you can reach for uh, just communication over at Instagram. That's at WeSellLouisville.com is the easiest thing to do there. Got it. So if you're thinking about, um, about winterizing your home, let's face it, the winter's been weird. Hot, cold, cold, hot, and it's just, it's nuts. So I've came up with 11 ways to winterize your home on a budget. Some simple things you may think of, some things you may not. Clean your gutters. I mean, if you've got any trees around, gutters are going to clog up. Work on that whenever we get a warm day. Flush the water heater. Put a hose. Flush it down. Get the sediment out. Uh, you want a clockwise ceiling fan. Ceiling fans are everyone's favorite summer budget saver, but they can help save some money during the winter as That's well. That's my favorite thing to do. Put the put uh, get, I put the fireplace on, put it in reverse, and, and warm the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So have your ceiling fans, and listening, uh, just memorize this, ceiling fans move in a clockwise direction. So they push hot air along the ceiling towards the floor. The other way pushes it directly down. So you want it um, clockwise. If they're going counterclockwise, they won't be as effective. Also, window insulation film, if you can get that, if you need that. Draft guards under doors, we've seen that and we talked about that. Replace your filters in your furnaces. Weather strip tape is very important. You want to try to um, use that fiberglass insulation in the ceiling or attic. Programmable thermostats are a must these days. And caulk. Caulk wherever you can. Uh, it'll seal up cracks where you've got uh, cold weather coming through, cold breezes. And finally, if you can, a chimney balloon. I had never heard about this before. Chimney is a huge source of heat loss when it comes to wintertime. If it's not active, plug it up with a chimney balloon when winterizing your home. I, I think if you have a draft and you close the draft, that's one thing. But my only concern with a, a balloon is if you put it up there and then you start your fire on a cold day, well, the balloon forget. just pop. All right. If you are thinking about selling your home, you need to do your homework before hiring an agent. Reviews, marketing plan, even communication. 
all play a very important part in selling your home. Tom and Giselle had been on the market for months before we got involved in Into the Picture. You had been on the market three or four months, I think it was, Bob. Yeah. People don't realize that there's a difference between realtors when you hire somebody. Well, we had very little activity at that point. For some reason, we just weren't getting the uh, activity at that point. We come into the picture. How did things change? Well, it was an immediate change. Uh, we had, you know, open houses, people coming through. So it was uh, very encouraging, I guess. It, it had to be some of the, uh, the marketing, and, and I'm guessing, but I have a feeling it was probably the electronic type uh, marketing that somehow, uh, Bob, you and your staff were reaching more people. It was. Uh, You're welcome. You're welcome. It was You're really. Welcome. Greg's in there. <laughs> yep, pat him back, buddy. Your staff, uh, a.k.a. We yeah. are thrilled yeah. for uh, Tom and Giselle. The closing was a load off their shoulders. Remember, just if you want to get more information, call me 376-5483, or we'll send you out our booklet, uh, Under 50 Steps on um, Selling Your Home Faster and for More Money. Send me an email, bob at com with the words, the selling tips in the subject line. Back to the phones we go. Hi, Bob. This is Tommy. I'm buying a house, and I have told my agent the washer and dryer are mine since they are attached to the home via hose and electrical cord. My agent says they are not included. Exactly what land, buildings, and furnishings are included in the offer? Are appliances, certain fixtures, and other personal property included in the purchase price? That's a great question. So what stays with the home and what goes with the home? The contract says anything attached to the walls, correct? Well, it's, it, what we're talking about is a fixture. A fixture is kind of defined in the law as anything that is affixed to the real estate that to take out and remove will cause material damage requiring repair. Typically refrigerators, they can be unplugged and wheeled out or not considered fixtures. Washers and dryers are usually not considered fixtures right. unless they're kind of built in in some manner. Uh, we usually have issues. Sometimes you'll have stereo systems, audio systems. Because uh, the, the, there, there's a lot of dispute as to what constitutes a significant a fix, repair. Yeah. If you're unbolting versus... Like the uh, the TV mounts and all yeah. that. TV mounts. Uh, TVs can come off, but the mounts you'll see stay oftentimes. And, and I guess the gentleman was, was referring to the... Uh, the it being attached with a hose and a well, and, and that's and a very good point. If it's attached with a hose, in his mind, it's attached to the the house. Well, at, I mean, at, it goes back to the contract, right? So this is stuff that we write. There's a there's a section in the contract that stipulates what's going to stay, what's going to go, even if it is something like a microwave and refrigerator or blinds. You want to write that well, into the contract. And professional realtors, if there could be any question about it, you've done it for a long time put it in writing so that there is uh, no reasonable disagreement between the parties as to what comes in. Because that's a, a common com a question. Parties move in. Hey, what happened to the speaker system throughout here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Usually Washington dryers is a pretty easy issue. He's talking about a vent hose, which is a, a little bit of a hose clamp and a, and, a, and a screwdriver, which would not be. But you have microwaves that can kind of be built in, TV units that can be built in where. It actually happened you know, to me. Actually, when I, when I went to sell my house, I mean, I had a, a Bose high-end stereo system yeah. and a very high-end TV. And, mm -hmm. I, of course, I took it down. And all of a sudden, one of the agents involved said, oh, you probably shouldn't have done that. But it never got brought up after that. But it had me really nervous. Like, oh my God, am I getting ready to sacrifice a four thousand dollars system? Well, wait, what, was it in the contract? Did you no, review the contract? Write, they didn't write Pacific Bose stereo or anything like that. But 
it was brought to my attention that somebody could have said something about it because so it was attached. So that's a concern that an agent, it, first of all, it sounds like the agent is trying to cover up a mistake they may have made because mm -hmm. they didn't write it in the contract. But Kev, let's go through this. If, sure. it's, if it's attached to the wall as a TV, you have the option of returning the wall to its normal stature if it's not listed in the contract to stay. Or you can leave the mount and take the TV if it's listed in the contract that you want the mount. Actually, the mounts are now in the contract itself. So you're fine. I don't think what you okay. did was wrong. It sounds like the agent was trying to cover something that they may have made a mistake. Well, it's almost as if it's a ba the buyer's agent's responsibility. Because when you go through there, you almost have to think, is there anything that's in this house that you you as a buyer would have a reasonable uh understanding that would come with the house and, and so then you the the boilerplate language you mentioned actually specifically puts several things in but put them in if you're in doubt yeah, write do them a in. walk through yeah we are out of time our thanks to kevin Dissler, pitt and frank attorneys 895-9900 brian likens swan financial 773-4834 my son greg you can reach me anytime at 376-5483 see you next sunday on news radio 840 whas